Holy Hour of Power. This is the Lord's Gym. We are your spiritual fitness trainers. We are part of the UFC Ultimate Faithful Catholics. My name is <laughs> Jess Romero. Terry, what's going on? I'm on duty, buddy. I'm blessed, Jess, and I'm excited because you know what? I'm born at this time because I, I really am excited to every day proclaim Jesus Christ. And I call it full gospel, Jesse, the fullness of the faith, the deposit of faith every day here at Virgin Most Powerful. So I'm reporting for duty. And Jess, you've picked out some really good topics again today. I mean, can you believe this? These Homeland documents are revealing from Homeland Security. They're listed pro-life moms as radicalization suspects. Are you kidding me? And, and while these Muslim terrorists are coming in over the border, they're, they're putting their focus on, you know, wives like ours, Jesse, the pro-life moms. Give me a break. Number two, Vatican chastised bishops who stoked division on social media. Who are they talking about, Jess? We'll tell you who they're talking about. It's going to be an interesting conversation there. And then, Jesse, we got big news. You're going to announce it about the Dodgers. And, uh, you know, just a quick note. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, the number one pitcher for the Dodgers, uh, you know, Cy Young Award winner, he's um, he's saying, look, I don't agree with what the Dodgers are doing. I'm going to try and influence them the other way. Good for him. I remember when Sandy Koufax, during the World Series, he wouldn't pitch on a Sunday because of his Jewish roots. Maybe we need to take some of our Jewish brothers' examples of how we need to make a stand for what is right and what is wrong. All right, Jess, and then finally... Uh, when you tell the news about what you're doing, what we're doing at VMPR, and how we're going to support that effort of reparation and atonement and try and persuade the Dodgers to do the right thing. But before we get into any of that, Jess, I do have a couple good news. Well, I should say, yeah, I'd say good, and, and you know, good news uh, stories. And the good news stories that I keep hearing is that the woke culture, people are standing up more and more to it and saying, not on my watch. I can, I've got like five or six examples of it but trust me people are waking up to realize that uh, this woke culture is, is turning us into um you know uh, crazies because people aren't willing to do what they want us to do and so we're going to see more of the anheuser bush program where they're losing billions and the targets and the dodgers they're all going to realize that they're on the wrong side on this yeah, the the definition woke for some people that are saying so. Well, what's this? The people keep using the word woke. Okay. It's basically our culture rejecting Western civilization given to us by Judeo Christianity, and embracing socialism and communism. Yeah, there you go. Government control, yep. government dictatorships, totalitarian regimes, mm. Big Brother government. That's called, and also embracing the culture of death. And so, the, the woke ideology or the woke culture is rejecting the culture of life given to given to us by Jesus Christ through 2,000 years of Catholic Christianity wow. and embracing the culture of death uh, given to us now by socialism and communism. That's what woke ideology means. Wow. Well, Jesse, you got any other stories? Because Yeah, two, two things before I get into some soul food. Just remember, the month of dedicated is dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Pray your rosaries every single day. Uh, uh, This is something that's essential for every practicing Catholic Christian. Don't don't make no excuses. Everybody pray the rosary every day. We beg you, all you listeners. Secondly, uh, most people don't know that Babe Ruth, he was a Catholic. And towards the end of his life, a friend of his, a, a buddy gave him a miraculous medal. And uh, Babe Ruth, he wore that miraculous medal uh, when his friend gave it to him and never took it off. And he said, 
I'll wear it into my grave. So Babe Ruth uh, died wearing the miraculous medal the last couple of years of his life. Yeah. Uh, he wore it to bed, wore it everywhere constantly. And he said that he also wanted to be wear it to his grave. Uh, also, there's there are pro drag students at Loyola University of Chicago, a Catholic university, <laughs> that are yelling at Catholic protesters. They're saying, I hate Catholics. Can you imagine? Yeah. Pro-drag students at a Catholic university yelling at the Catholic students that are practicing their faith, I hate Catholics, and this is tolerated by the Jesuits, Terry. Scandalous! Yeah, well, the Jesuits are involved in so many bad... Just good to know, File, just same thing. Down at the University of San Diego, June 14th, they're having a homosexual... You know, I'm not going to call it Pride Night. No, no, no. Homosexual... A debauchery, and the folks that are running it are Jesuits. And, you know, there's some consistency here, Jess. Run with the approval of, uh, of the, their of cardinal. The Pope. No, I'm going to talk about the approval of the cardinal, but the person who's running it, the Pope is put in charge of different um, important places in the church. This is scandal, and I'm going to call it out because, you know what? Souls are more important than people not liking me. Guess what, Jess? I could really yeah. care less if those folks down in San Diego don't like us because the truth is more important than having someone like you. Amen. Uh, let me give you some soul food today. Hit it. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, verses 28 to 31. Peter began to say to Jesus, We have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. But many that are first will be last and the last will be first the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A couple things that I would say. There's a, a very famous, uh, the, the, today's gospel, Mark's gospel, is talking about a life of self-detachment. That's what it's really talking about. Uh, Corey Timboom, a very famous Protestant prisoner uh, under communism, she said the following. She said, quote, hold loosely to the things of this life so that if God requires them of you, it will be easy to let go of them. Well said. Close quote. <laughs> wow. And that's what this gospel is about today. Yeah. Our, our, our Lord is telling us that uh, there's going to be persecution for those that follow me, mm -hmm. but you're going to be blessed a hundred times more now in this present age and in the age to come. And something very interesting that he also says there, he said that, uh, but many are the first yeah. that will be last. So what is he talking about? Who are the first here on planet earth? Hollywood actors, uh, the rich and famous, politicians, sports, uh, people, yeah. sports people, media people, yep. people that are involved in, you know, uh, the, the governors, senators, congressmen, presidents, right. the, oh, the bishops, yeah. uh, you know, popes. Those are the first in this life. They get the seats of honor. They get chauffeurs. Everywhere they get driven to, guess what? Everybody gives them the red carpet treatment. They kiss their hands and, you know, they, they, they just give them adulation. Well, guess what? 
Many of them, Jesus says, I'm not saying that he is. Many of them will be last in the next world. If they even make it to the next world, heaven, they're going to be carrying Windex bottles and rags and mops and cleaning the streets of gold. But look what Jesus says. And the last, those are last here on earth. This is, the, this is Joe Six Pack that goes and prays in front of abortion clinic every day. He, he's even got beat up and arrested for years and years. People that just go to daily mass quietly, pray the rosary, people that go to adoration, people that try to live a simple, pious life and love God no matter what happens in our culture. Guess what? These people, Terry, that are called last in this world, yeah. people look at them with containment. Oh, that's stupid Catholic with the rosary in their hand. They're idiots. They're so simple. They're so naive. Guess what Jesus says in the next world? They're going to be first. They're going to be, Terry, the influencers in the next word, the the mayors, the chief of police, if you will, the politicians. They're going to be the ones that are in charge of of many cities and many people. Everything's going to be inverted by Christ in the new world. Isn't that awesome, Jesse? That is so. And you know, Jess, this fits right in with what Fulton Sheen said with the gospel about self-denial. So let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. He talks about... There's my whistle. I know it's it's the beginning of the week here. Self-denial. He says this, It is not easy to say no to oneself. That is why so many philosophers have erected the philosophy of life based on saying yes to every impulse and desire while dignifying it with the name self-expression. Jesse, I think of the sexual sins of our time. Self-denial? No, no, no. I want to have, you know, my way. I want to have it. I want to be able to have sex with another man or another woman. Or, you know, I want to have, uh, I want to fornicate. I want to commit adultery. I want my way. No, self-denial? Forget about that self-denial. I want to do it my way. And as I said before, Bishop Sheen said it well. He said, there's a song they sing in hell. I did it my way. And there's a song they sing in heaven. I did it his way. And here at VMPR, brother, we want to do it Jesus' way because yeah. we know that's the way. In fact, at Dodger Stadium, just to make Go ahead. Make, make the point of what Terry's saying, yeah. these homosexual men, yeah. they call themselves sisters of perpetual indulgence. Yeah. That name says it all. Indulgence. Not restraint. No, no, they want it. No, 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 not, not, not temperance. No, no, no. no. These homosexual men that promote homosexuality and transgenderism, they're called the sisters of perpetual. They're not nuns. They're homosexual men that are ugly, that that try to dress like women. And their name says it all. Perpetual indulgence. No. What do we want as Catholics? We want perpetual holiness. That's what we want. And the way we do that is by giving our life to Christ and doing everything according to the full gospel. And no compromises here. All right, when we come back, I can't believe this. Are you ready? Homeland Security. They're going to list our pro-life mamas as a danger to this country's uh, security. Really? Stay with us. We'll find out more about that. Ronald, Ronald Reagan once said that the nine most terrifying words ever spoken are, <laughs> yes. quote, I'm from the government 
and I'm here to help. That's a great line. I love that. The nine most dangerous <laughs> words. And you could see it in this in this uh in this uh article. It's called America's First Legal Documents Reveal yeah. Homeland Security listed pro-life moms as radicalization suspects. Are you kidding me? Is this microphone on? The record of the Department of Homeland Security's attacks on on Americans of faith, particularly Catholics, this is disturbing. Uh, The Gateway Pundit, they reported on Chris Ray's FBI memo warning agents of the dangerous uh, radical traditionals Catholic ideology gaining popularity in the country. The memo was posted at UndercoverDC.com by former FBI Special Agent Kyle Seraphim. Terry, I'm wondering if I'm coming in too hot or something because no, I hear my microphone popping. I hear you fine, but I don't know about Mr. Engineer. You're, you're perfect. Okay, me. perfect. All right, then I won't, I won't pay attention. I'm, I hear my, my uh, earphones popping, but it's okay. So, as the Gateway Pundit reported in April, yeah. the FBI is also infiltrating Catholic parishes. Uh, and, and engaging in outreach to Catholic leaders to spy on Americans practicing their Catholic faith. I have no doubt, Terry, that you're being spied on. <laughs> so am I. I mean, we're on the top of the list because we're considered dangerous, radical, traditionalist Catholic ideologues. And uh, it seems to be gaining popularity around the country. So now America's first legal has obtained documents showing the Department of Homeland Security using a pro-life mother as an example of a potential radicalization suspect. Are you kidding me? I know, it's just, it's, they're so the, off-balanced on this. The, the Violence Prevention Training Guide yeah. is dated just days after Joe Biden uh, took office. I mean, stole the office. I mean, I mean took office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's what's going on. This spying on Catholics, especially Catholic moms that uh, are concerned about their kids' education, under the Biden regime, and, and trust me when I tell you that this was done with his permission. Oh, yeah. Trust me, the Homeland Security, the Department of Homeland Security is not going to start spying on Catholic moms and consider them radical without Biden giving permission to do so. Joe Biden, the second Catholic president in my lifetime, is the most anti-Catholic president that we've ever had in the Oval Office, Terry. Yeah, that's you got any bad. comments? No, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just, uh, yeah, I have lots, but I'm going to hold them back. Yeah. And I'll tell you okay. why, Jesse. This is hypocrisy at its highest level for them to do this. I mean, it's almost like saying uh, that, um, well, it's, 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 it's just they're going in the wrong direction and le- allowing uh, terrorists coming across the border and not being concerned about that, but they're concerned about pro-life mothers and the security of our country. Are you kidding me? This is the bedrock of our country, motherhood. I mean, the way that they're changing the world one diaper at a time, these mothers, and now we're being, they're being accused as undermining Catholic, I mean, our sovereignty and our nation. Come on. That's so ridiculous that I, I don't even want to talk about it. To be honest with you, I have nothing to say except it's ridiculous. Well, Terry, here's what's interesting. Yeah. In our country, under the Biden administration, yeah. there are real anarchist organizations. Of course there are. Like, yeah, like Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Antif- La- Antifa. Antifa. Uh, DC Shutdown. Right. 
Occupy Wall Street. Yes, there's the uh, yeah, J- uh, Jane's Revenge. Yeah, there are real urban terrorist groups that attack people. Yeah, destroy property. Oh yeah, uh, attack police departments, police cars, and guess what, Terry? They all get a pass. Yep. Virtually nobody's prosecuted when when you get in, engaged in leftist anarchist behavior. Yeah. But if you're somebody who's a patriot, a conservative, a person of faith, yeah. and you are complaining at the school board because you got homosexual men reading at the library to your children, yep. and you got after school Satanists taking care of children, and if you have a problem and complain about that, you are now put on a watch list under the Biden administration as a radical traditionalist Catholic ideologue. Uh, I, I just I can't tell Jesse, you, Terry, what world what living what in, the Democrats have turned this world, Terry. I don't even recognize where I live right now. Yeah, absolutely. And Jesse, we could talk more on this, but I think we made our point. Let me just shift gears to Mr. Engineer. I'm gonna throw him a curveball because we got six minutes. I want to set the stage, unless you want more on this no, no. topic. I just want to move on to this Let's go. whole issue of the Vatican chastising bishops who stoked divisions on social media. I think they're talking about one of them is a Bishop Joseph Strickland. And I want to uh, play a clip because we got time, and then we'll talk about it. Yes. This clip shows what, what, um, what Bishop Strickland really sees as the truth is overriding any issue. Let's play the clip. And so basically it's talking about his... His clip of, of his, his his criticism of Pope Francis. Play at one point in human history, yeah. God walked this earth. Amen. Jesus Christ. We believe that. Yep. That is part of that's what the deposit of faith is built around. Yes. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, mm. was conceived in the womb of the Immaculate Virgin Mary. Yeah. Was born in Bethlehem. He walked this earth for thirty three years. And he taught us truth yeah. revealed by God, revelation that we couldn't know without God speaking to us. God spoke to his people, the chosen people, in what we call the Old Testament um, for thousands of years before the Son of God came, preparing the way. But the, God doesn't walk this earth now, no. but we are blessed to live in the time after the Son of God did walk this earth. And so we believe what he taught us. That's what people need to be anchored on and and just continue to be strong. Mm -hmm. When, Like we've said before, when we see something that is new or old that's brought back or whatever, we, you know, people say, don't judge. And absolutely. Ultimately, thankfully, whether you and I mm-hmm. decide we're going to judge or not, it's ineffective. Right. God is the judge. But we do make judgments. And we make judgment based on the truth that we know. And the truth is what God has revealed to us, plus the natural law and what we can come to know simply by being human beings created in the image and likeness of God. Terry, there's so many things that are, it's like, oh, well, this has changed. No, it hasn't. Truth doesn't change. And, you know, it, 
a while back, I thought my best example was a bit ridiculous. But there's so many ridiculous things that I think we we do need to just remind each other, yeah. you know, because if people are acting as if and operating as if the whatever can be changed just by human choice, by yeah. human volition. Look at the law of gravity. You know, I mean, I use that as sort of a yep. silly example, yep. but we've got, I mean, we've got people questioning things as basic as the law of gravity. I mean, people are saying, oh, I identify as this. Maybe you identify as an eagle, but if you jump off a 10-story building, you're going to die. Yep. That's truth. That's reality. And it sounds ridiculous, but some of the things that people are doing are just as ridiculous. Yep. And people need to be called out on their insanity rather than saying, oh, that's how you identify. That's simply insane. It's ridiculous. It's harmful. It's as harmful as someone saying, I identify now as an eagle, and I'm going to jump off this 10-story building and soar Soared to the heavens. I'm sorry, you're not going to. And that needs to be a wake-up call for all of us. Um, it sounds, and I, I can imagine people just cackling and, and laughing and, and making fun of me for that example. Yeah. But that's how basic we need to get. Actually, uh, that's not the clip I wanted. I'll be quite frank, everybody. What what the clip I want, he's basically talking about objective truth. The clip I wanted to have, you can actually uh, see it right on LifeSite News. I'll be honest with you, they play our show uh, every week. And what it was dealing with was with Bishop Joseph Strickland said, I cannot support the agenda of Pope Francis. And that made a lot of uh, headway. And what he basically said was a father who's not doing his job, the children should correct him with respect. And that's what I'm doing to the Holy Father. I'm doing a favor by saying, Holy Father, this is undermining the deposit of faith. And with all due respect, uh, I know that most people don't want to take the hit for what I, when I say things like this, but I have to speak the truth. And the truth is uh, the Catholic faith uh, cannot be changed by anybody, even yourself. The deposit of faith is given to us by Jesus Christ. So I bring this up, Jesse, because the Vatican over the weekend is urging high-profile bishops and lay people on Monday, yesterday, to tone down their comments on social media, saying that they were causing division and stoking problems. Well, I want to just say this, Jesse. What's causing division is allowing people, like I mentioned down in San Diego, the Jesuits that are at that school running and letting people have uh, homosexual pride uh, saying that it's you know it's legit, that's causing scandal. What's causing scandals are bishop who's wearing Hershey bars around his neck as his coat of arms for mass. What's causing scandal is all of the watered down teachings that bishops and cardinals are teaching. And I would just say this to the Holy Father: would do with all due respect, please confirm us in our faith and don't be compromising with the world. And, and saying that, hey, you know, we're just here because, you know, we're just, uh, uh, you know, one of many religions. No, preach what Christ has always taught, and that is the fullness of the gospel. Because what I'm hearing from the Holy See is not the fullness of the faith, Jesse. I'm hearing a worldly view 
on life. And I'm asking the Holy Father, just knock it off and put people in position, not like James Martin, a Jesuit who's promoting homosexuality. This is sending souls to hell. So I could either be quiet, Jesse, and say, oh, he's the Holy Father. I can't, I can't correct him. No, for the salvation of souls and only for that, I will say to the Pope, if you can't teach what the church is teaching for 2,000 years, step down, do us a favor, let's get somebody in there that will teach, govern, and sanctify according to the perennial teachings and the deposit of faith. Your thoughts, Jess? Yeah, I still want to hear that uh, clip. Maybe on the next segment, Richard could get Oh, it's clip. powerful. It's powerful. Yeah, so I, w- I want to hear the next clip. Uh, but w- what, what we're talking about here is that the Vatican is, is chastising bishops who they claim stoked division on social media. Now, let's be honest. That's a direct, uh, that's a direct uh, confrontation against Bishop Strickland. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. Stick around. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess, we've got that clip in a minute, the correct uh, clip of Bishop Joseph Strickland regarding the Holy Father. And as soon as Mr. Engineer lets us know, we can play that. But um, I, I just wanted to throw something else a little time. Yesterday, the Holy Father met with um, some people from the clerics, uh, regulars of St. Barnabas, and he stated something. He said he had a bad experience with this in a youth meeting some years ago. He said, I came out of the sacristy. Now, this is the Pope, and there was a lady, very elegant, and this is his words. I'm quoting him exactly. You could also see that she was very rich with a boy and a girl. They're teenagers, the translation from Italian. And this lady who spoke Spanish said to me, Father, I am happy because I converted these two. This one comes from this place, and this one comes from here. I, and then the Holy Father said, I got angry. You know, and I said, this is the Pope, figure of Christ, you have not converted anything. You have disrespected these people. Oh, really? And you have not accompanied them. Accompanied them? You have proselytized. This is not evangelizing. She was proud to have converted these people. Be careful to distinguish apostolic action from proselytizing. We do not proselytize. The Lord is never proselytized. Jesse, I think of the Franciscan down in South America who bragged that he's never baptized anybody in 40 years. This is an attitude foreign to the gospel. I'm, I'm sorry, with all due respect, Jess, I was scandalized by that statement. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That's what the Bible says. Now, how do you make disciples? You have to share with them the fullness of truth which comes from Jesus Christ which means that you have to make a judgment call. If they're Hindu, Buddhist, Protestant, uh, Jew, that means they have an incomplete understanding of divine revelation. They have an incomplete and deficient understanding of salvation, soteriology. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and they don't have the access to live in sanctifying grace, the seven sacraments. And so as a Catholic... We have a duty, we an do. obligation to share with people what they lack. The and fullness. what they lack is the fullness of truth. Yes. Terry, I'm just going to tell you right now, I've lived through four popes. Well, not 19, through five popes, okay? 
But I don't remember John the 23rd. I was a baby. I don't remember yeah. Pope Paul the sixth either. I do. I do remember John Paul the second and Pope Benedict. Those are the ones that mm-hmm. I, I was uh, that I was alert, yeah. so to speak. I can just tell you that their mission of evangelization yeah, was tough. is different. Oh, yeah. It was consistent with with every single pope all the way to St. Peter and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. The mission of evangelization under the last two popes, Pope Benedict and John Paul II, it, it is different from Pope Francis's definition and mission of evangelization. Oh, I'm going to go further than you, brother. I'm going to say it's different from the gospel. <laughs> I'm sorry, Justice. The popes are great, but it's the gospel that supersedes any pope. That's, Am I right or wrong, bro? I know that's true. Top of the food chain. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you, I mean, forget about yeah. the popes. What about the gospel, man? Yeah, the go- the gospel is about the salvation of souls. Let me let me define to you proselytize. Yeah. Proselytizedictionary.com it says to convert or attempt to convert as a proselyte, recruit to a religion or other belief system. Yeah. And so the word proselytize it it's very pure definition. It's not a bad word. No. It means to attempt or convert to recruit to religion or other belief system. It's only bad if you put a sword to their neck like Islam, a gun to their head and say, you got to convert or die. That's bad. Then, you know, whether you, whether you call it proselytize or evangelize, if you do it by force, that's wrong. Yeah, see, can I jump in one more time? I yes. had a guy over the weekend. I was throwing some trash at the park in the trash dumpster. And there's nobody at the park. It's near my home. And this guy my age is getting high on marijuana. And he sees me throw the trash out. And he says, hey, dude, dude. You want to you wanna get high with me? And, and you know, he's calling me over to smoke his dough. I said, dude, I got something better than that. It's God. His name is Jesus Christ. And salvation is through him and him alone. And the guy jumps on me, Jesse, and says, shut up. Shut up. I didn't ask you to tell me that. I just was asking if you wanted to get high with me. Don't talk to me. But you see, Jesse, now, did I do something wrong? Should I said, oh, dude, yeah, let me take a couple hits off of that. Yeah, let me let me let me let me accompany you. I'm sorry, Jess. I had to say that. Done. <laughs> well, Terry, this article that that uh, we're talking about here, the Vatican urged bishops and high-profile lay Catholic leaders—that's you and I, for yeah. example—on Monday to don't to tone down their comments on social media. Yeah, saying some were causing division and stoking polemics that harmed the entire church. Yep. The appeal was part of a 20-page document by the Vatican's communications department titled "Quote." Towards full presence, a pastoral reflection on engagement with social media. Close quote. You notice every time I read a lot of these Vatican documents, I I, I put on a high pitched voice. But I'll tell you why. Because a lot of these men are effeminate. Yeah. And and that's why I do it on purpose. Notice when I read a Vatican sure. document, I raise my voice like Michael Jackson. Yep. Because what I'm let, what I'm telling you is that a lot of these guys are homosexuals that are writing these documents. And that, that, that's an objective fact. Yeah. It says, the document addressed to all Catholics warned of the dangers of fake news on social media and other forms of abuse that had turned people into commodities whose data is sold often without their knowledge or consent. It condemned polarization and extremism that had led to digital tribalism and social media saying individuals were often locking themselves in silos of opinion that hindered dialogue and often led to violence, abuse, and misinformation. The Christian style should be reflective, not reactive on social media. Therefore, we should all be careful not to fall into the digital traps hidden in content that is intentionally designed to sow conflict among users by cast, by causing outrage or emotional reactions. The problem, 
of polemical and superficial and thus divisive communication is particularly worrying when it comes from church leadership, yep. bishops, pastors, and prominent lay leaders. They're talking about us again. Yeah. A number of conservative Catholic bishops and high-profile commentators, particularly in the U.S., have criticized Pope Francis on Twitter. They're talking about Bishop Strickland. Yep. With, with some having endorsed fierce far-right video attacks on yeah. the pontiff. Yeah. Unfortunately, broken relationships, conflicts, and divisions are not foreign to the church. For example, when groups that themselves that present themselves as Catholics use their social media presence to foster division, they are not behaving like a Christian community should. It is, it is said particular attention would have to be paid to advances in, in artificial intelligence in coming years, urging Catholics to beware machines that make our decisions for us. Uh, in 2020, the Vatican joined forces with giant tech giants, Microsoft and IBM, yeah, a culture of death industry, yeah, really? to, promote, to promote the ethical development of AI and call for regulation of intrusive technologies such as facial recognition. Terry, all, all we're doing is applying Canon 212. That's, That's what we're doing. That's exactly right, Jesse. 212 says, And here's what it says. Yes, go ahead. In accord with the knowledge, competence, and preeminence which they possess, lay people have the right and even at times a duty to manifest to their sacred pastors their opinions on matters which pertain to the good of the church, and they have a right to make their opinion known to other Christian faithful with due regard to the integrity of faith and morals and reverence towards their pastors. That's exactly what we're doing every single day when we get on behind these mics. And Jesse, what I don't understand is all of the baloney that's going on in the liturgies, the abuses, the sacrileges, nothing is said about that. All these liberal prelates like James Martin running around promoting a, you know, a gospel that is foreign to the gospel of Jesus Christ, why aren't they being told, hey, knock it off, you're causing division? These guys are the ones that are causing the division. All we ask is teach what the church has always taught and nothing more. Mr. Engineer, do we have that clip yet? Not yet. So b bottom line, Jesse, and all of this is we have the gospel of Jesus Christ as preached for 2,000 years. We don't have a, a new gospel. And what I'm hearing right now is anybody who tries to bring orthodoxy back to on the table, they're condemned. And then you've got the groups down in San Diego, the Jesuit University down there, putting, promoting uh, you know, homosexuality as a legitimate lifestyle. We have, I can give a number of things that are going on. Why is it that the Orthodox Catholic priests or our friends are being canceled for preaching the gospel? See, this is what we lay people are concerned about. We want the Holy Father and the, the Vatican to stop cooperating with the world, the devil, and the flesh— and teaching things that are contrary to the gospel and proclaim what we call the deposit of faith. And if we can play Strickland's comments, even a little bit in the next segment, I think you're going to hear a bishop say, look, out of love, I'm correcting the Holy Father. That's how I see it. There's no animosity in my, in my voice. You know what it is? It's about the salvation of souls. Canon law says at the end, everything we do is for the salvation of souls, even correcting our Father. That's right. And I'll tell you... Uh the media, yeah. Catholics, there's two medias in the Catholic world. Mm -hmm. And I, I've, uh, I've said this before. Yeah. You've got an establishment media, which there are people on Catholic radio that they have to watch what they say. Yeah, they, they do. They, they, because, well, we got kicked off. Because, Go their, because their salary yeah. and, and, and their reputation is tied in with the bishop's endorsement Not with of us. their networks. And then you have independent Catholic media like us being one of them. Yep. 
where we're not beholden to anybody other than the perennial teachings of the Roman Catholic Church based on 2,000 years of sacred scripture and tradition. End of story. And, 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 and because of that, we will, and we have like Canon 212 says, we have a duty at times to manifest our disagreements with our sacred pastors. So we do apply Canon 212 here because uh, paragraph 2447 says, we are called in the spiritual works of mercy to fraternally correct, instruct the ignorant, and, and counsel the doubtful. And so... As uh, and here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we we defend the papacy. That's right. But we don't defend error. Let exactly. me say that again. Well Let said. me say that Good again. Distinction. We defend the papacy. Yep. But we don't defend error. Nope. Okay. We don't live in dreamland, and and uh, and and you know I don't. Uh, we're not going to. We're not going to defend errors from from the Holy Father or a bishop. Yeah. Are a priest that goes against the perennial teachings of the church. In fact, I'm going to quote Cardinal Ratzinger on this, in case you're saying, Jess, you can't say that. Cardinal Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict, he said the following quote, We can disagree with the Holy Father on negotiable prudential policy That's right. issues. That's close right. quote. And the only last thing I'll say on that is, the Holy Father, when he was a cardinal, when Dominus Jesus came out, he did not want to support that document. He wouldn't come to Rome. So he's been very consistent when it comes to evangelization. It's not the perennial teachings of the church that he's promoting. Well, stay with us, family. We come back, we maybe get Bishop Strickland and also talk about the L.A. Dodgers must go the way of Bud Light. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Indeed, we've got that clip with Bishop Strickland. And for those who, when you hear this, you're going to want to hear him every week here at vmpr.org or some of the other Catholic stations that carry it. Every week I, I interview him. And this is one of the reasons the Vatican chastised bishops who stoke divisions of social media. Let's play the clip, Bishop Strickland. Pope Francis is the Pope. Amen. But I also, as I said in the tweet, I felt like it was my responsibility to, to, to not just say, oh, yes, Pope Francis is the Pope and leave it at that, but to also say, honestly, that I have concerns about an undermining of the deposit of faith. And really, Terry, um, I know that people would disagree or people, you know, people say all kinds of things. But I can honestly say the what I did then and what I do, I mean, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm imperfect. I make mistakes. But it was motivated by love of Christ, Amen. love of the Catholic Church, and love of Pope Francis. Amen. What does is, what is Jesus tell us? Love one another as I have loved you. And Jesus loved us by revealing the truth to us and being willing to sacrifice his life for us. He says there's no better love than to lay down your life for a friend. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would say, oh, well, Bishop Strickland's sure not laying down his life for Pope Francis. But in a way, I think that's exactly how I see it. Of course, because, that's how I see it. Because— yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, how dare you uh, say something, you know, criticize the Pope? It's not my intention to criticize. 
But if the truth is the truth, which I believe it is, I promise to guard the deposit of faith. And really, Terry, it, certainly it's on a global stage. And, I, you know, I'm in a small diocese in northeast Texas, and it's the Pope in Rome and all of this. But people are people, you know. And we've talked many times. You're a dad. The loving thing for a dad to do is to tell his children, sons and daughters, this is what the truth is, to share the deposit of faith and to guide them in that. And even, you know, for your dad, yes, Terry, that's right. or my dad, if if we as, as adults especially, I mean, you know, children don't have the responsibility to correct their parents, but when the children are adults that's right. and we're all facing adult issues in the world, I mean, you can't just say, oh, my dad's doing these things that are harmful to his life, but he's dad, so I just got to respect him. Nope. Real respect is to say, if you believe something needs to be addressed yes. that is contrary to the deposit of faith, to me, that's love, that's respect, that's what we're called to do. Yeah. And so whether people believe it or not, that's what motivated me. And really, Terry, it... it it caused me to to realize a lot of things. For one thing, um, you know, we do need to respect po the Pope Francis and, and really all people in, in positions of leadership. Of course. People in a diocese need to respect their bishop. Yep. But respect has to be properly understood. And one thing that I realize is Twitter— is not the forum for respectfully dealing with these kinds of issues because people come at it from, I mean, there are a lot of people who have no faith there. That's one reason I've stayed on Twitter because I try to put truth out there yeah. into that mess, just that hoping that some people will see some truth. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, since this last tweet, I tweeted just the other day recently because it just came to me that this is something that I believe deeply that I will die for. Amen. And it's a beautiful gift that we have in our Catholic faith. Wow, he will die for it. Jesse, how many bishops are saying that? Not too many, Terry. This, this uh, is why I want people to hear him every week here at VMPR. We're, we have him on every single week after the Terry and Jesse show on, on Tuesdays. And uh, people need to hear this, man. As a matter of fact, you're going to hear this show right after... Our show here. Your thoughts, Jess? Terry, he's very, very honest and forthright. Yeah. And just like Pope Benedict has said in, in when he was alive, he's actually given a, when he wrote his book, Jesus of Nazareth, he says, you can read my book and criticize me and disagree with me. Pope Francis is also given to uh, different uh, lectures in, in front of bishops, right. an audience of bishops, and he said, "This is on this is on the uh, on the internet. You can look it up." He says, "You can criticize me." He said it twice to two different bodies of bishops. So again, he says you can disagree with him. Uh, Cardinal Ratzinger has also said, like I told you, that we can disagree with any pope on negotiable prudential policy issues with any pope if you believe it goes against the perennial teachings of the church. And I also think, Terry, it's been very well documented, some of the, some of the deviations from the perennial teachings of the church. Yeah. 
You have a book called The Dictator Pope by Henry Sire. Right. You have a book called Lost Shepherd, How Pope Francis is Misleading the Flock by Philip Lawler. Right. You have a book called uh, To Change the Church, Pope Francis and the Future of Catholicism by Ross Duhat. Mm-hmm. You got The Political Pope, How Pope Francis is Delighting the Liberal Left and Abandoning Conservatives by George Newmeyer, Rest in Peace. You got Pope Francis' Paradigm Shift by Jose Antonio Urete. You got Bad Shepherds by Rod Bennett. Infiltration by Taylor Marshall. Defending the Faith Against Present Heresies by Dr. John R.T. Lamont. These are all highly respected Catholic authors and thinkers. And so uh, I I think that Bishop uh, Strickland is standing on solid ground. Well, he said, I promise to guard the deposit of faith. Jesse, those were, that's... They, when he was ordained as that bishop, he said, Are you resolved to maintain the deposit of faith entire and corrupt as handed down by the apostles and professed by the church everywhere at all times? And if you say yes, then you have to implement it. And so I think he did this out of love and respect for Francis and also for the salvation of souls. And for me, I thank him for having the courage to do that. Because let's be honest, Jesse, there's a reason why other bishops aren't doing it. Because they're not willing to take the heat for speaking the truth. I'll just call it for what it is. We got too many bishops who worry about their job more than the salvation of souls. Okay, I said it. Yeah. And uh, by the way, on June 16th, which is about us, two, yes. two weeks away, I'm going to be I've organized, uh, along with several other Catholics in Southern California, my brother Johnny and others, mm-hmm. we've organized a peaceful prayer rally at Dodger Stadium. So here's what we're going to do, and I'll, I'll be announcing this every day. We're going to meet at 4 o'clock at the Los Angeles Cathedral. We're going to park there. That's going to be our staging area. We're going to, it's about 1.3 miles away. We're going to uh, process to Dodger Stadium with our banners, with our posters, with our crucifixes, with our Marian statues, with our Our Lady Guadalupe images. We're going to process through the streets. We're going to be praying the whole time. The four rosaries, in between the rosaries, we'll be doing uh, the psalms and litanies to Our Lady, St. Joseph, the Sacred Heart, the Immacula- uh, and litanies to, the, to Our Lady. Uh, when we get to Dodger Stadium, when I'm there, I'm going to do a live update on VMPRs. We're going to be on Rumble. So those of you that want to catch a live Man on the street presentation. I'll be there with Johnny. We'll be doing a man on the street interview with the people that are there as, as we're praying. We'll be showing it through VMPR Rumble. Uh, and so we just want to let people know. Just and There's also be Protestants there. I've seen two, we're networking. Uh, there's two different Protestant groups that are also going to be there. So we're going to descend upon Dodger Stadium with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we as Catholics... Uh, we will be together. We will make sure that we, st- we stay within our ranks. I'm going to make sure all the men stand in, on the outside. All the women are on the inside with the children as well. Absolutely. And so that's going to be June 16th. It'll be Friday. We'll be leaving between 4 and 4.30 p.m. from the L.A. Diocese Cathedral into Dodger Stadium. We're going to walk over there, uh, pray until 7 p.m. until the game starts. And then we're going to process back and we're going to pray all the way back. So it's, it's going to be in a taxi, and it's going to be a pilgrimage, and we're going to offer our sufferings on the bottom of our feet and our, our fatigue and, and our hunger. We're going to offer it to our Lord Jesus Christ in reparation exactly. for the sins of the homosexuals inside Dodger Stadium that are blaspheming uh, the month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus 
and they're trying to usurp this month and calling it Pride Month. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins. It is a sin of Lucifer that caused him to fall from heaven. He's now a fallen angel. And as Catholics, uh, we want to call this out and we want to repair the damage that they're doing with this, uh, with, this, with this hero's award to homosexual men at Dodger Stadium. Well said. And again, we're making reparation, expiation for these sacrileges that are going on there. And, and uh, again, even if you can't make it, you're somewhere on the other part of the world. But if you're in Southern California, we want you to come. And you can join us spiritually also by saying prayers. And you'll be able to watch this live. This is the on Rumble. It's going to be on Rumble. on Rumble. VMPR, uh, Virgin Most Powerful, on Rumble. We want to use Rumble. And we're going to show you a live, uh, as we're processing, you'll, you're going to be watching everything. You'll be there pretty much with us and praying along with us through Rumble. And we also will have Catholic priests with us. We Our good friend, Father Dave Nix, talked to me over the weekend. And he's willing to come and pray with us. So this is going to be really a spiritual pilgrimage. But let's just be honest. The time to be quiet is over. You know, it's over. We need to put our faith into action and make reparation for the sacrileges that are happening in our world. And remember, our, our lady said it. Souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Jesse, that walk up the hill to Dodger Stadium, for those who are not not in good shape, they're going to be hurting I, I know it because I've walked that. I've done that walk before. And so I just know that this is in reparation for the yes. sins of sodomy. Let's just call it for what it yes. is. Yes, yes. And by the way, we want, we want L.A. Dodgers to go the way of Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, Anheuser-Busch has lost a mind-boggling $16 billion in value <laughs> since advertising the debacle that put Delane Mulvaney's likeness on his cans. And so... Uh, Week after week, they're down about 20% in sales. We want to, the same thing to happen to Target, the same thing to happen to the L.A. Dodgers. They have to feel the heat from those people that are disciples of Jesus Christ. And that includes many Protestants of goodwill, by the way, Terry. Yeah, I agree, Jesse. And, and just the bottom line in all of this, whether it's us or anyone else, we always call people to the state of grace. And so, Jesse, again, what, what state should we be living in, brother? Last time I checked... And uh, forevermore, we need to live in a state of state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Become holy or die trying. And remember, flee this corrupt generation. It's going to hell. Don't be part of it. And also, I'm going to put on our website the flyer for this event, and you can pass it on to your friends and family. You know, make it go um, viral on the Internet because we need to have a strong voice that says right is right and wrong is wrong, and we care enough to take time and effort to make reparation for sacrilegious. And this tells us everything about who we are and why we do it for the salvation of souls. Up next, Bishop Joseph Strickland. You heard some of the clips today. This guy is a, a great bishop of the church. We need more bishops like him. Stay with us on your network or go to vmcr.org and pick up our free app. God bless you. 